Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. A huge thank you to Neon, our favourite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Hello everyone and welcome to another wonderful episode of Culture Vulture. Liv, how are you? Yeah, no, not too bad. Happy to be here. Always love coming into the studio. Oh, I know. It feels like a novelty after it, being in lockdown for a while. Absolutely does. It's the only time of my week where I actually leave the house for work, so definitely a treat. But yeah, Luz, how are you? I'm good. I'm real stoked you? about um, how many people <laughs> be saying, are you? And we're going to we're gonna tell you in we're a second dive about into why that. I might not be that good. Um, but I am good because I'm stoked on how the Taylor Swift episodes went. Um, you guys love them and I am obsessed because they were so fun to record. Oh, they were so I think that was my favorite podcast Same. so far. Yeah. We just like I feel like we didn't have to look at notes. We were just sort of like Lucy was in a daze. <laughs> I was honestly. in a fever dream. Fever dream <laughs> and the entire get, time. It gets nice and hot in the studio. So like often we actually are in fever dreams. <laughs> we are, absolutely. Liv, tell me, darling, what describes your week? Thank you for calling me darling. That's I know. Nice. You are my darling. Yeah. Um, what describes my week? Well, a roller coaster. And? And, and why? Because, <laughs> so um, emotionally a little bit, mm. but also physically. We actually went to Rainbow's End, which is this hilarious It's like Auckland's a Walmart version. dream world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like a theme park. park in New Zealand. But it was so fucking funny because we had to book a slot. So us and a few friends went and there were four rides open and we only went on two of those rides, <laughs> but just like over and over and over, <laughs> literally like the bumper boats and this thing called the Gold Rush, which you can't even call a roller coaster. No, but honestly, how how good were the fucking bumper boats though? Oi, like, so good. Bring back bumper boats. Bring I don't know back. if they ever went away. No. But like also it was really funny because it was like our first outing where we needed to have the COVID passport. Oh, God. And honestly, like, we knew we needed it, but we went there without being prepared with it. And and let this be a notice to all of you, download the COVID passport before you go anywhere that you might need it because it's really easy to get. However, we hadn't got it, so we were standing in the blistering heat, like on our fucking phones, like downloading. Honestly, it. you will thank yourselves. I had to ring my flatmate who was still at home, being like, "Can you go onto my computer and send me a picture of my passport?" No, honestly, <laughs> so ridiculous. it was chaos, but it was worth it. And roller coaster is a great thing to describe. Yeah. Are we? What about you? Like, I don't want to be dramatic, but the the line that's been like on repeat in my head since Saturday is is from the ten minute version of All Too Well, and it goes, um. And did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Oh <laughs> my god! This is dramatic. Yeah, the, no, this is good though. Oh, <laughs> mic drop. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it just says the line. I'm out. I'm, 
It is dramatic, but it's because on Saturday after the aforementioned Rainbow's End trip, we came back to our house and just were having a few beers outside and one of our friends was passing, literally was throwing a beer to another one of our friends and um, the beer somehow hit me straight in the eye and now I am like sporting this like shiner, this big black eye, which I've never had a black eye No, before. honestly, she, like it was... It was so stupid. Like, you know, when you're sat there, like, why did that just happen? Or I just turn around and I see this Corona bottle just hit Lucy literally square in the face and everyone just, like, freezes and is like, oh, my God. And, like, (laughs) honestly, this huge, huge lump just appeared. But it didn't ruin the night, did it? No. Honestly, got a couple of ibuprofens, a bit of uh, frozen shit on my face. and we. I know. Everyone gets into their mum roles, like, right, let me look after you. And everyone sort of crowded around and I was like, I I just need to think. I don't need to cry. I just need to yeah. think. <laughs> now, it's just dawned on me that we haven't actually told the people, the wonderful listeners, what we're talking about today. So today we are discussing Harry Styles and the celebrity beauty brand. And this came off the back of a conversation that me and Liv were having about the fact that Harry Styles and Billie Eilish both released sort of beauty brands or a fragrance in Billie Eilish's case last week and we sort of thought like you know on the back of Kylie Swim and how kind of appalling that was like should we talk about the integrity or like the kind of capitalizing off of your own brand and like you know how all these celebrities start beauty brands and some of them are shit and some of them are for good good reason so that's like the crux of today's chat but First of all, Liv is going to take us away with Naughty or Nice. Liv, what do you have for me this week? Okay, well, we are absolutely going to start off with Adele. Um, You know, we did do a whole episode on her a few weeks back, so if you want to go listen, then absolutely do. But obviously, her album 30 came out, very much highly anticipated Mm. by the public. Everyone? Yeah. Um, And it's not like what I expected. Neither. And I don't want to jump to say underwhelmed because mm. it might be a grower and not a shower. It might. But she'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> like, there's some gorgeous songs, like the one for her son. Um, yeah, that, and, that and one's really beautiful. Like the, first one. the first song, Strangers by Nature, I thought was such a beautiful opener to mm. the album. It was very different. Like, old school fairy tale, like as mm-hmm. though you're about to go watch Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, that sort of, like, beautiful harmonies. Yeah. She's got some really amazing old school like jazz and blues and like gorgeous music um, and genre coming through. That's not how you describe it. But. She's, got, she's got she's gorgeous got, music she's and got. also genre. <laughs> Influences, influences. Us like um, music critics over here, like really good music and both genre (laughs) as well coming through. And notes, a lot of them. And and a lot of notes and also some lyrics. Yeah, oh my God, those (laughs) lyrics (laughs) in every song. No, but I was expecting, I think the reason I say underwhelmed is because I, well, first of all, I love Adele as a person. I'm not the biggest Adele music fan, but I was expecting more piano ballads like what we've heard from her in the past. And I think because she sort of took a bit of a different route, would you say? Yeah, a bit of a different route. To be honest, the 
piano ballads were my least favorite mm. in the in the record. I I liked like there were little bits of like beautiful music um, with the interlude all night parking, which is very um, Amy Winehouse. Mm. It was very like take the box. If anyone's heard mm. Frank, like she Adele apparently loved Frank, which is and her Amy's and Amy first. went to the same school. Yeah, like. they both went to Brit school, yeah. so it was like very much that few years in London I think they were sort of on the same scene yeah very formative and yeah I can hear a lot of that in there um also oh my god is very yabba mm-hmm. to me I literally was listening to it and I was like this sounds so especially yabba's album that she's just released which I would definitely recommend listening to it's mm-hmm. beautiful that one also had to grow on me yeah I think it's because I'm such an instant gratification person yeah that's you, I you feel like really punchy. good when I let them, um, like when I, they warm up and I keep yeah. giving them like opportunities to yeah, show themselves exactly. to me. But um, I, yeah, yeah, but I, I do feel like because I, I feel find that with Yebra as well. It took me a little bit to get into it, but you know, like when you listen to music and it's a little bit more complex. Mm. It's like with Frank Ocean or anything like that. You know, there's a lot of layers and it does take you a wee while to even like be able to differentiate the songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with Adele's album, it's not that. Like, And to also, me, actually, I, I was about to say I probably listened to it on shuffle, but you can't actually do that because Adele didn't want us to be able to. Well, you can listen on shuffle, but they've just taken it off as the... Like, default. Yeah, default. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, well, I was actually looking for, like, the shuffle button because that's how, I mean, it's kind of a metaphor for my life. Everything's fucking chaotic and I yeah. don't do anything in order. It's yeah. just whatever I feel like at the time. But I was looking for how to shuffle before I read the press release or, like, the tweets Oh, that's about, so interesting. Like, so you were like, what the fuck? I was literally like, what the fuck? Have I updated my Spotify and it's just a bug? And then it turns out Adele was like, no. Like, we write these in order for a reason. Yes. Listen to them in order for which a reason. Which every musician is like, I fucking order these for you. Yeah. Like, And everyone just goes in. and which Someone like, emailed me being like, I did not realise that artists actually thought about, about the, the order. order. And yeah. I was like, yeah, they're, like, perfectionists. I'll oh, think my about God. Everything. 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 Every single thing. Yeah, I just found that I think she's just lost a lot of the rawness that she had in 21. Like, to me, 21, it was pretty much all piano ballads, Mm. which um, I can see why people don't gravitate towards that sort of music. But it was a very, like, authentic... It wasn't, although they were full of love songs and whatever, there weren't like a shitload of cliches in her lyrics. Like, everything was quite clever. It was You can just tell when something is from the gut I feel Mm. and I'm not saying that this isn't from the gut obviously she's had this horrific divorce and she's been through so much and she's singing about it and a lot of it is really amazing but I just find personally that her lyrics let her down I just feel like there's so many like cliches there's not much to like unpack like it's all just very obvious and I think she's going for like a very honest approach Mm. I think that might happen when people get happy because you said the same thing about the latest Lord album, whereas yeah. I liked it because, um, like, you can tell when they're in a different state of mind. And yeah. I listened to it, like, knowing where they are in their state of mind. Yeah, but and Adele was in the depths of depression in this album. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, she was also, like, paying a bit of a tribute to her son, who's obviously the light of her life. And, like, I think it's, it comes down to that, like, tortured artist trope. Like, do we expect them to continually give us these, like, heart-wrenching, you know, like, yeah. depths into their souls. I see what you're saying. I know what you mean. I and just, you also, you love lyrics. Yeah, I just feel like they're not as clever. than like, yeah, I mm. don't know. I, I And I think that she lives in LA now. She 
you know, you, I was watching old videos of her back on her 19 mm. tour and, like, she's almost, like, a completely different person. Like, she's fucking cool now. She was fucking yeah. cool then, whatever. But, like, I feel like she's, you know, when you're taken out of that, your kind of natural environment of making music and then you're put somewhere else, like, obviously it's going to change the way mm. that you approach things. And I don't know, just the gleam of Hollywood would be really difficult to, like, be totally adverse to. Yeah, like, not to compare it to Ed Sheeran. We're not yeah, comparing it no, to Ed Sheeran, but... No, no, if like, you it's still a good album. a magnified version of yeah, that... exactly. ...of what you're discussing right yeah. now, certainly go and listen to our Ed Sheeran um, album... Uh, album <laughs> our covers <laughs> go on listen to our Ed Sheeran episode but no I agree I think I think often they can look when they're less three-dimensional they can seem like lackluster yeah but sometimes I look for that in songs and I think it's like also what you're looking for at the oh, time oh absolutely However, I do find this album underwhelming and I think a little bit has to do with the lyrics so I do agree with you yeah so but if anyone else you know tell us what you think if it was your favourite Adele album then let us know also the interviewer from Australia oh my god yeah so that's my next story also before we talk about a shit interviewer go and listen to um, Zane Lowe talk to Adele about her album 30 who's so, an amazing interviewer what about this is naughty or nice oh yeah well, nice. So, like, what's your question for me? What, did you just want to put the story in without framing it? In no, no, no. Way? I wanted to know whether you liked the album or not. Oh. Um, I definitely thought it was a nice album. It wasn't a naughty album, but slightly underwhelming. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, and then we have got Matt Doran, who is the host of Australia's Weekend Sunrise, was reportedly suspended for two weeks from Channel 7 for failing to listen to Adele's new album before flying halfway across the world to interview her. Adele had to ask him what he thought about the album. I'm guessing because she kind of got the, the vibe. The She's vibe not that, dumb. No, not at all. And he told her that he hadn't actually listened to it. He'd listened to Easy On Me. So this was before the album was released. And apparently Adele was quite offended and walked off the the set but also people have said that she didn't blah blah blah, blah. there's a bit of contention yeah so there. i saw that he got sent the album and yeah. an email and he didn't open it yeah so he had said he didn't see it come through but it's like bro you're on a plane for like what almost 20 hours yeah who do you think you are as an interviewer that you're better like it's almost like do you think you're gonna fool her into like i'm I've been allocated 30 minutes when Australia's usually only allocated 10 minutes and I'm going to do it without even listening to the album. Like, I don't know. Apparently he's a bit of a dick. Oh, also, really? Also, they paid a million dollars to be able to stream, um, like, her one night only and this interview. Yeah, and, and, and she's, she's been like, revoked the rights to having it aired. Yeah, I definitely thought, how the hell did that happen? Like, he said... That this is an excerpt from news.com.au, um, and he said that he was mortified and equivocally apologetic. He said that he'd been sent a e-copy of the new album but somehow missed it while flying to London, called it the most important email he has ever missed. He said, when he sat down to interview Adele, I was totally unaware that I'd been emailed a preview of her unreleased album. Um, I have since discovered it was sent to me, blah, 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 blah. Um, this was an oversight and not a deliberate snub. So, like... I think, like, everyone has, like, shat on him for this. And, like, kind of rightly so. It's obviously his job. Like, he's an interviewer going to interview one of the most famous celebrities. Like, you would think that he would have double-checked whether he would have got sent the... Like, and he shouldn't be interviewing her without listening to it well, anyway. that's the thing. It's like, would... If you were flying across the world to interview Adele in a, like, 
in a time slot that not many people get, yeah. would you not have just thought, oh, I'd like to listen to the album or like, did, did he not write his own questions and want to yeah. talk about the album? It just made me, but it was actually pretty horrific reading some of the comments, like people on Facebook and things like that, like people were just like going into him yeah. like we don't know what was happening in his life this is me playing devil's advocate but I think like we can't just be can't just totally assume that it's because he I don't think it would be because he thought he was too good to listen to the album like that's just crazy to me yeah I I don't know if he was in in a but if that hard of a time in his life I don't think he'd be getting on a plane to so like maybe he suffers interview. from like bad anxiety or whatever like it fucks with you right like I I just think People are very quick to be like, this guy's the fucking devil for not listening to... Like but you also have a job, right? You wouldn't want to go into an interview, like, extremely unprepared. I think rega- like I think he reg- just doesn't deserve, like, the crazy online hate oh, that yeah. is Oh, yeah. I mean, right we now. know that you shouldn't be hating people online. Yeah. I also just think, though, like, it's an art, and he's in a real privileged position to be able to go and do that. I don't think completely just, like, making all these excuses for him that we also don't know are true is, like that yeah. helpful in this conversation. I also think Adele has every right to be like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I definitely think so. I think I was just taken aback by, like, how awful people were being, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, like, we say Sometimes every, we give the benefit of the doubt to people, like, I don't know. It, we say yeah. on this mic every week, like, just don't hate on people online. I don't think the people that are listening to this are the people that need to hear that. But um, that interviewer, in my eyes, is naughty, and Adele is nice for... You know, standing up for herself and being like, if you haven't listened to it and you're coming to interview me, then, like... You're wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, definitely. Also, the money that would have gone into, like, taking him over there. Oh, he's going to go deep. Like, the environment for the plane ride over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, like, stupid. So fucking stupid. So dumb. But, yeah. Anyway. Third naughty or nice is there has been a Pete Davidson dildo come onto the market. So here's an exquisite title from Indie 100. A Pete Davidson dildo exists that gyrates when he appears on screen. So for those of you like me who didn't exactly know what gyrate was, um, its definition is to move or cause to move rapidly in a circle or spiral. So infer that how you will. Um, so the adult entertainment website Cam Soda is releasing this a sex toy inspired by Pete that is going to have tattoos all over it. This is a quote from the president of that company. So he said, Pete doesn't have to be locked down with just Kim. We can all share a piece of the SNL stud and get to know him more intimately. As Pete graces people's television screens on Saturday Night Live, he is permanently plastered across their timelines on Instagram with girls fawning all over him. They can sync their smart dildos, aka tally dildonics, to his appearance on SNL. Now, they did the exact same thing with Cousin Greg from Succession, and I wrote a big explainer of, like, Tally Dildonics in the morning So you were Tally Dildonics um, I'm, a, I'm expert. a pro. Yeah. No, I'm not an expert at anything, but, like, <laughs> I would but buy I the Cousin pro, Greg yeah. one. Maybe not the Pete Davidson one, but I think, like, is it Cam Soda? Because mm-hmm. it's the same company just doing it for all these people. Low-key, they're onto a winner. Like, that's yeah, striking it's well every It's fucking hilarious. Well. It's so funny. Like, low-key, if someone got me that for Christmas, I'd be stoked. That's yeah. hilarious. I just want to see it in action. I just want to write about it. I just leave it. it over there and look at it. Honestly, we can do a live culture vulture, <laughs> like, testing Review, it out. No. Like, scrolling through our feeds and seeing what happens. Oh, God. No, we won't do 
won't for you guys, we won't do that. No. And just know it was on the cards until right now. And we've decided not to do it. That's why we had it planned. That's very naughty. But in a nice kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Sexy naughty. Yeah. Um okay, cool. And this story is Greta Gerwig is writing the script for Disney's live remake of Snow White. So I put this in here because we have a whole episode on, you know, leaving things as they mm-hmm. are, sort of thing. Like, do we need a live remake of Snow White. But I thought it was interesting because Greta is the director of the amazing film Lady Bird and also directed Little Woman that you can actually see on Neon. Yeah, I Um, didn't even realise it was on Neon. And when you were talking about it, I really wanted to watch it again because fuck, it's good. It's and I saw it was on good. I was like, sweet. So Loki, y'all should go sign up. Yeah, it's a glorious film. So oh. that's why I was sort of like, this is interesting because she's obviously amazing. Mm. But then Lin-Manuel did In the Heights, which just was not like Hamilton. So I'm no. sort of like, oh, sometimes your legacy does not carry through. I know, exactly. <laughs> and the guy that's directing it is the guy that directed um, 500 Days of Summer. Okay. And then the people from oh. La La Land uh, oh. doing a lot of the music. Okay. So, you know, relatively good team. So is that naughty or nice? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm going to put that in nice for now. I'm going to put that I'm going to put that in nice. Um okay, last one. Oh, which, wait. Things yeah. that should have been left as without a sequel. Do you know what I'm about to say? What? The morning show. Oh, guys. If any of you guys watched the morning show, I just feel like we need to slip into here how like awful season two was and how bad the season finale was. Yeah, we finished it last night and it it just declined throughout the season. Like Maybe it was a big meta thing because it was about how UBA's like viewership was declining and they were like, we could actually do this in real life. Not a good financial decision, but (laughs) but like really cool for sort of some new interactive. Oh my god, yeah, but it was messy, muddied the storylines. It honestly it sucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No other words for it. Go, darling, give me your fourth. <laughs> okay, so the last one is The Simpsons. It's Smithers' first gay storyline. So Waylon Smithers has finally found love, and his romantic interest is Michael DeGraft, a famous fashion designer. I love this story because I love The Simpsons, and... Uh, Smithers is way too good for Mr. Burns. Oh my god, way too good Let's for Mr. Burns. Let's just get that on record right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the episode description says that Smithers finds true love with a famous fashion designer, but will his new relationship destroy Springfield? Oh. Um, so Smithers came out in 2016, um, but we all sort of knew that he was into Mr. Burns Smithers, from the get-go. you are so good at turning me on. Do you remember the episode? It's yes. like, for anyone that hasn't seen it, he's like trying to load his computer and the Wi-Fi is real slow and like the way his computer turns on, it's like a naked photo of Mr. Burns. Oh my God, I've actually yes. talked about this on the shit show and it's really weird that this has come up twice. twice. Like, it's a huge story in the news. Oh, not, honestly. <laughs> um, but this is actually the first gay relationship that will be explored on The Simpsons, which to me is fucking crazy. Yeah, like... Like, that's not really it. That that's it's not 2021. It. Behind the times. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it's going to be written by longtime series writer Rob Lezebnik, who was inspired to write Smithers' original coming out episode by his son, Johnny. And they ended up writing the episode together, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's so, so, so that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Nice, but also naughty that The Simpsons haven't had a game. I mean, 
But it's not that they haven't had gay characters, yeah. just not the gay relationship but on the, screen. Yeah, but that's wild. It's a bit weird for representation, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. But Absolutely. Look, if you look at um, South Park, I mean, the Simpsons could be a lot worse. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. We do we do love the Simpsons every now and then. Um, Lucy, can you tell us about our main topic today? I can, but not before we hear from our wonderful sponsors. So you guys heard me discover live on mic that Pen15 is on Neon and it's literally my all-time favourite show. So now Neon has my two favourite shows, Pen15 and Succession, and there's really no excuse for you not signing up because there's also a 14-day free trial. Absolutely, Liz. Honestly, like, I saw that they had sex in the city and I, okay, I did say that I'm not huge on the movies, but the TV show is one of my favourite sort of go-to comfort shows. Mm. So that's really fucking exciting. And they're getting the new reboot. Like, Neon is getting the reboot and we have to watch it. Yes, that's so fucking cool. I also... I liked the movies and I kind of want to watch them again. But I want to ask you, who do you reckon me and you are in Sex in the City? Okay. I've been thinking about this, actually. Okay. And I think that you're a combination. I think we've both got a bit of Miranda in us. Yeah. But you're slightly more Samantha and I'm slightly more Carrie. Okay. Yeah. I love I was about to say to you main character energy, but there's four main characters. So, like, anyone that you picked, it would have been. In case you haven't noticed, Neon is our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service. It's got literally everything you want, and I've said it once, I'll say it again. You can get a 14-day free trial, and then you'll be hooked, I promise. Oh, you absolutely will be. And none of this would actually be possible without Neon. Like, it really wouldn't be. So, thank you so much, Neon. You're fucking great. We love you, Neon. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.